0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission—it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Rosie Jackson. She's only 16 and she loves to run. In fact, she says, running can change your life. Now, just a word of warning, the internet in this recording isn't great, but we've done our best to patch it together. Enjoy. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am very excited to talk to Rosie Jackson. Rosie is a friend of mine, uh, she's a friend of mine, but her mother happens to be also a friend of mine that I've known for many years, actually, since before Rosie was born. So this is really special for me to, to talk to Rosie, I'm very excited. Thank you for joining us today, Rosie.
1: No, oh, you're welcome. It's good to be here. Oh,
0: you just look so much like your mother, I can't get over it. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is really good that you're here. Tell us, Rosie, how old are you? Let's start
1: um, there. I'm 16 years old. 16. Wow. I've
0: done your mum longer than that. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so where have you? Where did you grow up? I feel it's a kind of a funny question because I mostly speak to adults. I have spoken to a few younger people, um, young adults. But, um, uh, you know, so I usually say, where did you grow up? But, you know, you're still growing up, aren't you? But <laughs> where do you live, yeah. Rosie? Where have you lived most of your life? if not all of your life
1: so i I was born in Launceston so I've grown up here my whole life really but yeah it's a good place to live so it's here like
0: right there well there I'm not yeah. actually there right now
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how many siblings do you have tell us a little bit about your family
1: so I've got a younger sister Lucy and then I've got a younger brother Harry
0: and is most of your family into sport of some sort? How does what does sport look like in your family? For those who don't know, the Jackson family.
1: Yeah, we're actually a pretty sporty family. Mum and dad obviously grew up playing sports, running, and triathlons, and all that.
0: Yeah. And then we've
1: sort of just grown up doing it as well. And it's it's good to be part of a sporty family, especially if you love sport, like all of us do.
0: So, so in your family. Everyone actually enjoy, enjoys it. Like there's not one of them, one of you who who's like, oh, no, I think I'd rather not <laughs> do all this sport.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we do all really enjoy it. And it's good to be around people who enjoy it because it, like, motivates you to want to do it as well. And then that's always good fun to do it with people that also enjoy doing it.
0: And do you find a lot of your, like, with my family, for example, we've always... Well, not always, but a lot have done things together as a family. We found that's been really fun as well, like in a sporting environment. So I've played basketball with one of my girls, and obviously, you know, run with most of my family as well at running club and things like that. And I found that was really helpful too, having some sports that you could also do together. But I just found that fun.
1: Yeah it does help also like dad will be like do you want to go for a run or something with me and then you go yeah or Harry wants to or Lucy it's always good to have someone at home that wants to do something that you you're interested in doing as well.
0: Do you find it helps any other part of your life this you know being a sporty family?
1: Oh yeah Um, especially being a bit competitive and stuff in like PE at school obviously gives you that edge to want to win anything or to show everyone else that you can run fast or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I do. That's um, <laughs> When did you start running as a, as a young person? Like was it well, something you can, what's your first memory, put it that way, of running?
1: Well, I remember doing my first triathlon when I was about seven or eight. Wow. And then mum got me, mum was like, should do a little bit of running. And I was like, oh, okay, when I was maybe about 10 or something. But I really didn't like it. I actually hated going. No. <laughs> mum's like, you're going to go running. I would, like, complain the whole time. And then mum sort of just let it go and be like, oh, this isn't what she wants to do. I'm not going to force her to do it. Oh. And then I think it was just after 2020, well, halfway through 2020 when the world was, like, shut down and everything, yeah. um, my granny, who granny Anne, Anne yeah. Jackson was like, do you want to come to running on Saturdays? And I was like, I might give it a try, just... You know, give it a go. And then the first few runs I did, I was just jogging along and everything. It was good fun. And then I think it was start of last year, I thought, yeah, I want to take this a bit more seriously and see how fast I can actually get. That's how it sort of begun. Yeah, so I haven't been running for too long.
0: (laughs) So was that, do you think that little acorn that went off, was that to do with the competitive nature that you were talking about before? Like your family's a little competitive because they're all sportsmen. I know both your parents are, are sporty people.
1: Yeah. I reckon it did though but I also think when you really want to do something then you go for it like what Mm -hmm. I did but before when I was younger I didn't want to do it so kind of having that break of three years of not wanting to do it and then coming back stronger and really wanting to do it that's like the mindset that really drives you to go further.
0: What is it about running in particular that you enjoy? What is it that you makes you keep doing? Just like
1: I don't know, I like the fitness side. Like you obviously enjoy feeling fit and everything. And like the faster you run, like the better it feels. Mm-hmm. And then I also like being outside and running with people is good fun, especially instead of running by yourself, because that yeah. can get quite boring a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. Do, do, you, um, do you train with people when you're training? Um, like obviously your family, you said sometimes then.
1: Yeah, I did a bit of training with dad last year, but I mainly, this year I've been doing, Some running with the triathlon club, getting ready to go away and race for that. And then, yeah, and then obviously, school does provide a running club in winter that you can go to of a morning and do some running there. So that's really good. And obviously, Harry to run with, but I've just, wherever running, like I'll just do it. Whoever's going to take it or anything, I'll just go for it.
0: That's awesome. So, when it comes to training, do you have like set schedules or anything? You were talking about triathlon and maybe tell us a little bit more about that. What's going on with your triathlon?
1: Yeah, so in two weeks I'm actually going away to Harvey Bay to race at the All Schools National Championship Race. That's so exciting. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. So that's – thank you. That's pretty an exciting event coming up. So with the three sports, obviously, swimming, running and riding – Riding obviously helps with all that, but I've mm. always been like keen bike riding and swimming, which they all help each other really. Yeah. So if I I don't really have a set training schedule, like I don't say I'm definitely going to get up and ride and run tomorrow. You'll sort of wake up and see how I feel. I'll be like, oh, maybe you might go swimming with dad or I might switch the running to a riding session, especially because this is a sport that doesn't rely on like teammates. You can kind of yeah. top and change your schedule to fit you. Yeah. It's, yeah so it's pretty good
0: so of it, it sounds like the first triathlon you said you did was you were seven
1: so, yeah was a long time ago
0: <laughs> and then yeah. you had a break you said like from the running the just like straight running were you still doing any kind of triathlon through that period of three no, years that you
1: break? I actually I did this school triathlon through primary school once a year, like the end of the year one I did that yeah a little bit of training, like two weeks before I'd go for like an easy run or something. But I've actually picked up triathlon. I started taking it seriously two years ago as well. So everything's wow. kind of relatively new, yeah. Oh,
0: and where do you think you might take it? Like, well, the triathlon, for example.
1: Oh, as far as I can take it, really. Yeah. Take <laughs> it all the way. All the way. You love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's I good. mean, uh, for those of you who don't, because believe it or not, people listen to this podcast who are not in Launceston, and some of them aren't even in Tasmania and even some not even in Australia. So they may not know who your parents are. So <laughs> both your parents um, or your dad has a bike shop, but before that, he was pretty good. Will you tell us about your parents? Tell us a bit about their sporting background.
1: So mum grew up, obviously, she mum played hockey and she was a runner. She was a very good runner, actually. And then I think when... She got more into running as the hockey died down, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then she got into the triathlons and that side of sport, I think just before she met dad, around the time she met dad. Yeah. And obviously dad owning a bike shop, that really helped her, like, <laughs> get to <laughs> racing. The, the bike
0: side of triathlon. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dad, um, I think dad got into triathlons Maybe around about like 14, 16, the age of that. I'm pretty sure. And then he's done heaps of races. And he's done three full Ironmans, the big ones. Yeah. So he did, about six years ago, he went and did the New Zealand one. Mm -hmm. And then he qualified for the Hawaiian Ironman, the World Championships. So he went away and he raced in that. And then he did the Port Macquarie one, I think, three years ago. Wow. He's not really racing anymore. No. He's more... He's given up his like racing to help us kids to pursue like our dream of racing oh. and competing. So he's like a coach, which is really good to have him oh, there to help.
0: That's so nice. That's because yeah. he would have lots of connections too in that world, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. He knows a lot of people, which is it helps a lot.
0: So your siblings are all are they all doing triathlon or are they doing other?
1: No. Lucy does netball. She's a pretty keen netballer. And Harry does triathlon though. Okay.
0: He's,
1: uh, he's done a, a few of them, but he's doing really well and he's running at the moment. He's going away on Thursday this week to race at the Adelaide Cross Country National Champions thing. Wow. In, yeah, so he's very excited for that.
0: So what in your life, this might seem a strange question on a podcast about running, but uh, what in your life do you do that's not running, <laughs> that you love to do, and, well, triathlon and running? <laughs>
1: What else do you well, like Obviously, I love hanging out with friends and yeah. going to school and doing all that. I actually really do going to, enjoy going to school compared to some people. Oh. But I used to do three years ago before they closed. Do you remember circus school in Launceston? I do, yeah. yeah. I did that for about five years and I got to like the competitive stage where I was going to like up to six hours a week. Wow. Before, this was before running was a thing I did. And yeah. I was actually getting into that and I went away and competed all around Australia and things like that for like the aerial side of things so I was actually quite into that as well
0: wow and so do you follow up any of that now that I suppose that flexibility would be really unusual yeah. actually for a runner Yeah.
1: <laughs> we do have all of the aerial equipment in the shed so like the hoop that you can hang yeah. off and then the silk thing but i sort of haven't been doing that in a Like in ages, Lucy's been more doing it, but I've been more focusing on my racing and my riding and things like that recently.
0: And what about with school? What do you want to do with school?
1: I'm not sure really. Because you're 16 now.
0: This is about when everybody says, come on, you've got to tell us what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Although, just a secret, it won't be for the rest of your life, most likely, whatever you choose now. (laughs) It'll probably just be for the next bit of your life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I haven't really given it a thought there's things obviously like I want to do and I obviously want to see the world and stuff before like travel and all that before mm-hmm. I have to sit down and pick a career but I reckon I'll probably get back into like PA teaching obviously the side of sports still yeah like something to do with sport like that I reckon yeah you're
0: not just going to go and take over your dad's bike store so that he can retire
1: <laughs> no I don't think I'll do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> does he know that?
1: <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's all right then. Good. Or your mum's yeah. mum, what does your mum do? Yoga? Pilates.
1: The Pilates Studio. A Pilates studio, there you go. Yeah.
0: That's probably similar to the circus stuff
1: Yeah. <laughs> it still is sporty, so who knows? Yeah, but... totally.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You're so lucky to have um parents that lead the way that um for you. Because many kids, yeah. as you probably would have seen some, even some of your friends, uh, their parents are not so physical or not so sporty. And as a result, that maybe isn't something they'll do in their adult life. Do you ever think about that at all? That You know, the fact that your parents have sort of shown the way a bit has helped you?
1: Yeah, it does. And also it's good how they're not like pushy parents, because you obviously get a lot of kids who are forced to do sports by their parents for their parents' enjoyment, and they're not really into it. But it's good how mum and dad just say, if this is what you want to do, we'll help you. But yeah. it's up to you to take control and want to do it as well, which yeah. which is good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it That's helps. Awesome. What great parents you have. Yeah, they're pretty good.
0: <laughs> pretty good. <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the questions I ask most people on the podcast, Rosie, is how do you get yourself out of bed to do a training when you know you need to because you've got a race or something coming up? but actually the weather's not great and you just don't feel like it. How do you do it when you know, you know, you don't want to, but you have to, for some reason, that's a, you know, it's a time when you need to, to train.
1: Yeah. With that, I'm not really someone who can sleep in for a long amount of time. So for me, if I know I need to get up and train, it's either if you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't be bothered to get out of bed, it's like Mm -hmm. you either want it or you don't want it. If you don't want it, you go back to bed. But if you want it, you get up and you get going. That's what I kind of say to myself. It's like, how much do you want this? And if you really want it, then you force yourself out. Or I set about five alarm clocks on my watch to make sure I get up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're very goal-driven. That's what it sounds like to me. Like you set out whatever the goal is, you know, to represent – Um, In whatever event, whether it's a triathlon or running or whatever. So, or to hit a particular time, do you ever, is it, are you ever after those kind of times or do you, do you obsess over the times after your runs?
1: Uh, Sometimes, if I know I ran well, I like to see the times and everything, Mm -hmm. but sort of just like going and racing and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. I love the feeling of like going and running, especially with people that I know like obviously running of LRC, Lancaster Running Club is what I've been doing. It's just such an amazing like group of people that you can run with, like of all different ages and everything. And yeah. everyone's there for the same reason it's to run. And it's just like it's an amazing community and everything.
0: Yeah. They're really friendly and and inviting and encouraging of everyone. Yeah, which is really
1: it's, nice. It's it is really nice. Yeah. What do your
0: friends think about all of your running? Or do you find most of your friends are pretty sporty as well? Or do you have a you know mix of friends?
1: Um, pretty much all of my friend group are rowers. So they're um, used to the early mornings and everything. Yeah. So they get it. But they think I'm pretty crazy sometimes of running because yeah. they don't like it so they're like sitting there like why do you do this
0: my my husband was an elite rower at your age and then up into his early 20s and he ha- he still hates running I have done a podcast <laughs> he'll run with me but I've done a podcast with him, and it's called the reluctant runner because he <laughs> really only runs um because I ask him to run with me and he knows <laughs> it it keeps him healthy but it because of when he was a rower like you said with your friends it was kind of like um something they have to do in between rowing and to stay fit for rowing and it's often almost a punishment at least back when he was rowing you yeah know, 100 years ago uh, so it was quite yeah. hard for them I think they to have to run up that hill in Trevelyn a number yeah. of times and then around in a big loop and I think they almost died every time they did it so it was yeah <laughs> it's yeah. <was> very tough <laughs> <laughs> all right so When, uh, do you find that your running has helped in any other part of your life? Obviously for triathlon, it it helps for that, but do you find it helps you to study or it helps you to sleep or just helps you to think about things for the day or that have happened, you know, through the going on in your life? Do you find it helps that gives you sort of time?
1: I also find when you go for a run, it clears your mind from everything that's going on, and you're just focusing on one foot in front of the other mm. every time. And however long you do it, as long as it is, even if it's a five minute run or a 20 minute run, however long you go for, it just helps clear your mind and reset and like restart mm. to focus on whatever the next challenge you've got ahead. Yeah. So that I also find that really helps to mm. do all those things. I love that.
0: There's a lot of study now that shows that especially when you're um, doing schoolwork as well, how important um, things like running are because the what happens in your brain is um, well, these new neural pathways and, and things are created and it makes your study actually easier, which is really cool.
1: <laughs> I, I often so, find if you go for a morning run or training session, whatever it is, I get to school and I feel like I'm focused, I'm ready and I my brain's alert yeah. because it's, not almost tired out it's more alert after doing the um exercise yeah. and everything
0: it's kind of contradictory isn't it sometimes you know when people yeah. say i'm feeling really tired i need to go for a run and then that kind of perks you up you know yeah it's kind of contradictory which i, I kind of i love that about and i think it is that it wakes up all of the neurons in our body and, and gets yeah. us going ready for whatever we need to do so do you prefer to run in the morning or afternoon or whenever it works for you
1: um I know when sometimes when you wake up, you think, oh, I don't want to do this. I'll do it later. And then when it gets to later, you don't want to do it. So I find often just getting up and just doing it then makes you feel better for the rest of the day about getting things done instead of leaving it to the end of the day. Yeah. when it's like, you're all exhausted and everything and just don't want to do it instead of like getting up and doing it when you're refreshed and just starting the day out nice mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And and moving um do you like to run I don't know whether you have much difference in this in the terrain but do you like to run in like on trails or do you prefer on the road and around suburbs and things like that which is where you live how do you what does that look like for your running
1: I like racing like fast Mm -hmm. courses like Mm -hmm. on the road and things but then training I'm happy to go out into like bushes and things and do a bit more cross-country style running because I also that feels nicer to like go out and do a different kind of um, area than you're racing. Cause it's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot nicer. I find to switch it up a little bit between training and racing areas. Yeah.
0: And, and totally when you're out there in the bush, you've got that extra element of, you know, nature around you and yeah. not just cars and footpaths and roads yeah. and things too, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm, to look at.
0: So have you had any time when you haven't been able to run?
1: Um, I had COVID about a month ago oh, I'm sorry so yeah, it was a bit frustrating mm. but I've sort of had this like lingering cough that's just stayed around and mm. it's going away which is it's good to hear yeah but just if you're so like into your sport like you love it that much and you've got to have whether it's like a week off three weeks off five weeks off it does really mentally like affect you and you find it really hard to like not do anything when everyone's like, oh, you're just, it's fine. It's just a week for you. It might be really, that's your thing and not being able to do it may really affect you mentally and everything.
0: I think um, that's a really good point. And a lot of us, I'm not sure if you've reflected on it, but a lot of people who wear sport has been their life and is their life. And then, and they're a big part of their identity. Importantly. Um, It's really actually difficult to deal with mentally when you can't do that sport whether it's you yeah know, football netball running uh triathlon or whatever the sport is um it's quite challenging so it's it's interesting to think about it uh before that happens too I think and and how you're going to deal with it um obviously you've worked out some ways having to get through COVID as well when do you think about when you first called yourself a runner when do you think that was
1: oh I reckon maybe the start of last year when I started to pick it up a bit more and yeah. try and like frequently and take it more seriously mm-hmm. but that doesn't make you runner I guess but for me that's when I realized yeah I'm a runner and this is what I do now
0: yeah I think we broke up a tiny bit there but I think you said um that Uh, a couple of years ago when you decided to take running a bit more seriously that that was was when yeah when you decided um that that that's what you do now so that you're a runner and and i think it's all again around identity and and it's up to you like nobody else can tell you what your identity is so um yeah i i've spoken to some people who might have you know run in 200 mile races and they've gone oh no i still don't call myself a runner i'm like oh really (laughs) okay (laughs) that's crazy Um, yeah (laughs) Uh, but that again sort of ties back into then when you get injured or you know you get ill with COVID and you can't run when your identity is really sort of meshed with an an activity uh, how you sort of deal with that and I think you know finding other ways to stay fit and all that that kind of stuff and and making your identity perhaps also revolve around I'm someone who likes to be fit Um, then maybe takes the pressure off whatever that sport is uh, and you can keep, keep doing some of that as well, which leads me on to asking, how long you think you'll run, which seems a very strange question to ask a 16-year-old compared to when I'm talking to a 67-year-old or a 75-year-old and, uh, or an adult, I should say, an older adult. Um, so how long do you think you'll run for in your life or how long running will be a part of your life, Crazy.
1: Yeah, I hope I can run for as long as I can, really. Yeah. I hope during that time I can encourage heaps of other people who hate running or don't like running to just come along and have fun because it, you don't have to be fast to do it. Just no. plod along, do your own thing, and it really it does make a big difference in who you are and everything and how you act and behave. Yeah,
0: I love that. And you take that forward into your future career of some sort of sporting PE, something whatever you decide to do, uh, yeah. where you encourage people to be more um, more mobile and more sporty or more movement. Some people. I don't know if you've had this, but some people have a negative thing around the word sport versus, you know, an activity. Like so running doesn't have to be a sport or maybe it doesn't become a sport until you race. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know how, you, how to identify it. It doesn't always have to be a competition you, and it doesn't have yeah. to be racing. Um, just like any of those, you know, it's like swimming and like bike riding and all of those mm. things. Like you can just go out for the love of movement as well as encouraging more people to do like
1: racing Hmm. yeah because you can either have a racing side of running or just the running side of running just going out and running there can be two like completely different things or you can like put them together and yeah
0: yeah do like you and become a superstar which is like i often ask people whether they listen to things when they're running or if they they run with no, you know, headphones on. How's your
1: what yeah. do you look like
0: in your training?
1: Um, obviously, if I'm training on the treadmill, I have the speaker going, which is in the shed. Speaker, mm-hmm. I'll have AirPods in, but mm-hmm. I never run on the road with headphones or earphones. Like mum mm-hmm. and dad, that's like a big no. Yeah, a especially safety. riding as well. Yeah, oh, big yeah, safety thing it's how many so many crashes happen and everything wow. it's just if you're going to go outside and do it just enjoy like the nature and being yeah. outside and you don't have to have the music or listening to yeah. something to do it if you know what I mean yeah oh, I love that
0: yeah that's no, good I um safety yeah is a very important yeah. element and I think a lot of people miss that I, yeah. if I um if I do wear one I only feel like I need to tell you that or am I getting in trouble by your mum
1: no <laughs> <laughs> I
0: only ever wear one
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I can hear what's going on,
1: yeah, <laughs> which is it
0: yes, very important. Um, if you didn't have running in your life, how, what do you think you'd be missing?
1: I don't know. I reckon I reckon I'd be still doing the circus side of the sport yeah. things and just but I wouldn't obviously be as like feel fit or be as fit as I am. But I don't know, this is, like, a part of me now. i would be like, missing a piece of me, if you know what I mean. I do. Like who I've become over the past two years. Oh, and it's wow. something, like, I'm so glad I picked up and I've gotten really into because running can, like, change your life if you get into it and love it. And it's just, it's such an amazing thing. That's awesome.
0: That's kind of a quote right there now, uh,
1: running yeah. can change
0: your life. I'm going to take that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I had, what, oh, that's right. The thought they had when you said that. You know, for you, two years is not is a long time. When you're 16, two years is a nice chunk of your life. Yeah. The last two years have also been COVID. So for yeah. for many people, the last two years have been you know all the things that COVID means. Um, but for you, you know, you've you've added this other dimension that you can take yeah. forward into the rest of your life. And I, I just think that's awesome. So yeah. well done, you. Yeah. Mm thank you fantastic and you're here sharing it with everybody so that's even better yeah all right um before I ask you for your tips for beginner runners um is there anything about running in general that you'd like to share that we haven't talked about so far
1: not really actually I think we've covered everything just go out and do it and enjoy it if you're gonna do it obviously do it the way you're gonna enjoy it because there's nothing worse than running and you don't enjoy it because believe me I go running sometimes and I really don't like it but if you find a way to enjoy it it makes so much difference into how you feel and how even how it like means to you and everything yeah
0: we we broke up that last tiny bit um but I said you know I think you were saying that um that running makes a difference to how you feel and to to just how your life in general and how you move through it. That's what you said?
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's basically it.
0: (laughs) I think my internet's uh, not been as good as it could, which is a little bit disappointing, but it's okay. We can push forward. Um, Yeah. Do you have any tips or what would be your tips? If someone came up to you and said, Rosie, I'd love to start running. What would you tell them to do?
1: Okay, so with starting, if you're going to start running, probably the best thing that you can do is find someone in the same position as you or a club. If you go running with other people, it's more motivating and it's more fun. To, you know, go have a chat or go for a coffee after or something. Yeah. Just running with other people just makes so much more of a difference than running by yourself. Yeah
0: yeah I love that um and I think that's very true that having other people around you is so much more motivating and even on those yeah. times when you don't want to go it's like knowing someone else is <laughs> even as simple yeah. as that knowing someone is waiting for you or that you know you've, you've made arrangements um certainly helps as well doesn't it yeah
1: yeah, yeah it is it's good oh, I love
0: that all right, Rosie. Um, thank you so much. Before my internet is completely gone, I'll say goodbye to you uh, on the recording, but I'll also try and say goodbye to you after recording. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to say a massive thank you. It's a big thing to step up and, and have a conversation like this. And you've um, done yourself and your parents proud as I knew you would. Uh, You're a very confident young lady and um, it has been a delight to to talk with you. So thank you for sharing some of your wisdom with us.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me on here. It's been been good fun. Thank
0: you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running.
1: I'll see you soon. Bye.